entering the week 14 slate, we saw the paid actor Baker Mayfield write his own Hollywood story. Two days off the plane, he has managed to throw more touchdown passes than Russell Wilson did all of last week. In a main slate that's highlighted by the Vikings-Lions, where Jared Goff is the chalk, how we will maneuver through this slate is going to be discussed tonight here on the main menu of the DFS Deli. Broncos country, uh, it, it can't get any worse, right? Welcome in to the DFS Deli. I am the proprietor of this delicatessen, Saleh Ali Shahid, and I am prepared for the week 14 main slate. Man, now, now we can talk about this season flying by as the last week of your yearly playoffs, potential playoffs have, have started. Key teams are on by, key players are on by. Some people are fighting to get in. Other people are fighting for seeding. And if you're listening to this show, your team sucks in yearly and you are either bragging about your best ball teams that are somehow sneaking through or you're here to play a little bit of DFS. So we'd like to welcome you into the DFS Deli for week 14 main slate where we cover the core plays, the breakdown of how our lineups are going to be constructed for this week. And I'll tell you what, chill. I, I'm happy to have you back because it was you and I that, albeit not listened to a lot compared to our previous episodes, but we decided to stay up till about 3, 4 in the morning last Sunday and do the secret menu show. And let me tell you, there were some bombs on that show, man. Like, that was probably the best contrarian show we've ever done. I think the only thing that I missed was the two of doubles. And, I mean, I can't help Jalen Waddle getting hurt. Yeah, we can't we can't account for injuries. Right. And I mean Jimmy Garoppolo got hurt in the same game and the flow <laughs> of that game just got messed up. But everything else was was heat. I mean yeah. heat, bro. Yeah, I mean I think the two of doubles would have been a little bit better had he had both starting tackles. I mean both tackles were out and as much as uh I'm a Dolphins guy, uh Tua does not handle pressure well at all. Like <laughs> Yeah, uh, yeah. He he. As soon as he gets pressure, he didn't look great. So, uh, and uh, unfortunately, due to flex scheduling, we don't have the other high total game in the on the slate. So, uh, yeah. Shout out to the NFL for giving us the Broncos <laughs> and taking away the Dolphins Chargers. So, I mean, good good looking out on y'all. But I mean, last week we dropped some bombs. The Hurts doubles got there. I mean, even though the chalk still hit. But, I mean, you still could have finagled a way to get in with those Hurts doubles, man, because we we beat the drum, like, to no end about that. Like, I mentioned that either Devontae Adams or Josh Jacobs breaks the slate every damn week. It was Devontae Adams springing a little of that with a little A.J. Brown, a little Sun God chalk, and then you were off to the races, man. So, last week was a good week. We're going to try and do better this week on a... Uh, what can I say? Uh, a pretty, a pretty lackluster main slate. Again, as I mentioned in the intro, we're talking Jared Goff as the chalk man. So, uh, how is we the maneuver home, is around, the home is the home favorite. Yeah, as the home favorite because the Vikings are frauds. <laughs> I mean, simple as that. 
<laughs> so, uh, and I, I think the Lions are going to expose them. I'll take them to cover. Was it two and a half? Right. Uh, it's down to two. Well, okay, I mean, two. it start. It started at like one. I think it made it as high as two and a half, and now it's at two. Yeah, man, Lions will cover, no doubt. That's what they do. That's what they do, fam. But uh, like I said, we we recording on a Thursday. We got to witness <laughs> Baker Mayfield two days off a of plane orchestrate a ninety-five yard drive to win the game. It was ninety-five. It was ninety-eight, ninety-five. It was it was something. Yeah, yeah. A couple penalties to start off with, and then uh, you know, I mean, hey, shout out to the paid actor. Maybe he found a new home in L.A. I mean, maybe he did. Uh, it, it'll be interesting. But the good thing about it is, is that we don't have to worry about playing Josh Jacobs or Devontae Adams on the main slate because they just got beat by Baker Mayfield and the L.A. Rams. So um, we don't have to worry about that conundrum. But what we do have to worry about is, A, how the field is going to attack the Lions-Vikings game, and B, if we can find some other spots to differentiate our lineups because the other high total on the board is actually Cincinnati Cleveland, right? Uh in terms of games on the slate, yep. I believe you're right. Um it's a rough one, bro. It's a rough one. I mean, we got a lot of high team totals, but I mean, they're not in pushback spots. You know, yeah, Cowboys I mean, Houston, like yeah, uh, it's a I mean, it's a lot of games that you figure aren't going to be particularly great. I mean, Jacksonville, Tennessee is gross. Philadelphia and the Giants is gross. Uh, Chiefs, Broncos is gross. Buccaneers, 49ers is gross. Uh, Some of these games you figure there won't be much, you know, much confidence. Uh, I mean, Houston's going back to Davis Mills. I don't know if that helps or hurts them. Uh, so yeah, uh, <laughs> it doesn't matter, bro. It doesn't matter. I, I mean, I agree. Uh, I mean, truthfully, y- you hope that Houston can put up some type of fight in that game, but we'll, we'll see. see. We'll see. But as you know, what we do here on the DFS deli, we go position by position and break down our favorite plays, our core plays at each position. And you know what, chill, we can definitely throw in some contrarian plays this week only because. I work late Saturday Fair and enough. I have a hard out. Oh, oh, you got the hard out? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Bay's coming over to babysit the kids. And uh, yeah, I'm not going to be recording on Saturday night. So. Oh, all right. We got uh, that. That's fine. That's fine. We get throw in some con- some contrarian or what we think may be contrarian plays. Yeah, I mean, you know, the good thing about recording on Thursdays is that we do have some uh, updated ownership percentages. So we can base off what we think the field's going to do compared to what we should do. Okay. Now, I will, I will offer a Friday night show. So if you guys want to jump on Friday late night, um, I'm down. I'm down once the kids go to bed and, you know, we get all relaxed. And, you know, if you want to want to talk some more DFS, I, I'm in. But for tonight, again, core show, a lot of people, again, like I mentioned, are coming over from their season-long leagues. Either they're eliminated or they're fighting for a playoff berth or they're, or they're entrenched in their playoff positions. Me, personally, I have to win my matchup by 75. Oh, my. 
Hey, listen. Anything is possible with Josh Allen and Steph Diggs, okay? So I'm not putting past that I can't do this. Just let's say it's going to be a, a long shot. So, but you're saying there's a chance. That's, that's all that matters to me. So, <laughs> needless to say, I'm in. So, let's start at the QB position like we always do. And I don't know what you're seeing, Chill, but I'm seeing five different quarterbacks kind of separating themselves from the field. So, let me let me break it down to you like a fraction. All right, so, what do you got? Kirk Cousins, Jared Goff, Joe Burrow, the Hurt Business, and Joshua Patrick Allen seem to be separating themselves from the field. From a lower, from a lower perspective, just below the 10% threshold, looks like Dakota in a plus matchup versus Houston. You can do pretty much anything you want to Houston, unless your name is Deshaun Watson, when you're actually not good, and you sucked against Houston, because he's a bad quarterback, and I don't care what anybody says. And then... Patrick Mahomes, who has the daunting task, fresh off a loss, going into Denver. So this could be a spot where you get Patrick Mahomes at lower ownership, but this matchup may not offer the upside, the tournament-winning upside that we want. So are you sticking with your with these core five quarterbacks, or are you looking to see, you know, uh, go somewhere else? So tell me about if you're going to be playing, like, these top five projected ownership percentage guys. Yeah, I mean, let's look at we'll, we'll get into the chalk game first, which is that Minnesota Detroit game. Um, obviously, on I mean, even on FanDuel too, Jarrett Goff is really cheap. Um, on both sites, um, he's having a really good season. Like it was a crazy stat. So like PFF came out with their grades today, and they put this and they graded this dude as the twenty eighth best quarterback. Like. I don't know what PFF uses to grade on their scales, but it's wrong. Jared uh, Goff has been pretty damn good, man. There ain't no way Jared Goff is the 28th best quarterback in the league. Like, I'm sorry. They had, like, P.J. Walker ahead of him. They had Mitch Trubisky ahead of him. Like, and, and to put it to you in the same light, like, Andy Dalton was ranked fifth. Okay. Uh, dude, have, PFF, they been, have they been sipping on that syrup? I mean, dude, like, what? what? PFF, dude, PFF is on some crack, but. Um, obviously, uh, I think, you know, Burrow and Cousins, I think are going to be super popular. Um, obviously, so I have Golf Burrow, Golf Burrow and Cousins is the three most popular quarterbacks this week. Um, which, I mean, it makes a lot of sense. Uh, you got Burrows at home against the Browns. Uh, he does average about 300 yards passing against the Browns. He does have a great record against them, but he does put up some numbers. Um, and then obviously the high total game between golf and cousins, uh, both coming in at really solid prices to build around, uh, the stacking options are pretty simple with both, um, both are candidates for a double stack. Um, you figured, you figure it should be a high scoring game. Um, actually one quarterback I'll really love this week. If, if the running back stays out is Gino. Like, thank you. If Gino's, you. if Gino's ownership is going to stay this low and Ken Walker III is out, like I don't see why you just don't fire up Geno Smith because they're not going to really run the ball here. And Carolina's not that great, and this is in Seattle. Um, and Geno's pretty cheap. Um, but Well, I mean, on Fandle, he's not overly expensive. but um, And, I mean, you just double-stack Geno here. Like, he's a pretty good double-stack candidate. 
So I really like Geno Smith here. Um, I mean, with Geno, you can kind of pick the entire Seattle offense, in my opinion. So whoever's going to play running back, plus Geno, <laughs> plus either DK Metcalf or Lockett, I mean, the man don't throw anywhere else. Right. I mean, you could even go, even if you wanted to go lock it with Fant or like if you wanted to pair one of the wide receivers up with Fant, um, that's fine too. Um, Carolina, this might be one of the games where Carolina can maybe fight back. Um, it's not that very high of a spread total. Oh, uh, Sam Darnold's playing quarterback, Biatch. Yeah. I mean, the fact that Seattle is only getting four here is kind of weird. Um, I, you think that would be higher because Carolina, but. I mean, in terms of DFS, uh, that's intriguing. I mean, if you're looking for a really, if you're looking for a punt, um, I the only thing like that concerns me with Trevor Lawrence is is injury. Um, I think he does have a little bit of an injury tag going with him against that against Tennessee. Um, but if you're looking for a punt here, um, Tyler Huntley against Pittsburgh, it's not a it's not a bad option. Um, he struggles to complete passes, but last year he averaged about 42 yards on the ground, which is nice. Um, Pittsburgh gives up about 255 yards through the air, which is the fifth most in the league and have given up a league high 24 passing touchdowns. Um, you probably just pair him with Andrews and call it a day. Um, so if you're kind of looking to pay down, um, I might be looking more that way cause he, he could provide a safe floor. Um, I'm not saying it's the best matchup, but uh, it's kind of what I'm looking at here. Um, I, I don't, in, in terms of these higher price quarterbacks, I don't know if I'm going to go towards Jalen Hurts this week because, because like the way to beat the Giants is is on the ground, and they're Philadelphia is pretty smart. Like they came out last week and had no intention of running the ball. Like, no intention at all. Like, I mean, that's what you do to beat Tennessee. You go through the yeah. air, and that's exactly what they did. Right. So, like, I give their coaching staff a lot of credit here. Um, so, I like, do I think they just come out and run the ball 30 times with Sanders and, and Gamewell and whatever slew of running backs they got there? I think it's I think it's possible. Um, and then probably the other than Geno, I think, I think Dak Prescott – uh, it's also super intriguing because, like you said, you should, be, you should be able to do whatever you want against Houston. And if everybody's going to go towards a Dallas running back, it might be a good way just to get contrarian. Yeah, I mean, uh, Dakota creates a really good leverage spot here. I 100% agree. But let me let me go ahead and cross off some people for, for from what I'm seeing. Okay, so Josh Allen's uh upside is kind of capped. Right, because the Jets play the pass very, very well. It's what they do. They have two elite cornerbacks, even though Buffalo does have two elite receivers, but at the same time, it's more so not well, Gabe Davis is kind of getting there, but we know they got Steph Diggs. In the first matchup, we saw that uh Diggs got there, but it was Gabe Davis was the one that got shut down. <clears throat> I just don't know if Mike White and this Jets offense can create enough pushback to have this be a high-scoring game. So, albeit Josh Allen can break slates whenever he wants, we haven't seen that over the past three to four to five weeks. And, I mean, his price is still up there with the likes of, you know, Patrick Mahomes and Jalen Hurts or whatnot. And I think that we could get a little different and pay down. 
I will always be an advocate of Josh Josh Allen, but I don't think this is the spot. And as you alluded to with Jalen Hurts, it's the same thing. The Eagles want to beat you the easiest way possible. So if it's running the ball, they're going to run the ball. If it's passing the ball, they're going to pass the ball. Tennessee is stout against the run. They passed all game. The week before, Green Bay is weak against the run. All they did was run. This week, the Giants, same thing. All they're going to do is run, especially on the road. So those Hurts doubles are probably out of the question because the Slim Reaper and A.J. Brown's upside is capped. We know with the Joe Burrow thing is that Stefanski has absolutely wrecked Zach Taylor in their past five to six matchups. So I don't know if we can see a blow-up spot for Joe Burrow. I'm going to stick close to the vest. I know it's chalky. I 100% agree. But the best quarterback on this slate is Jared Goff. I'm sorry to say, at home, against Minnesota, these th- this Minnesota secondary gives up points in droves. <laughs> Absolute droves. Like, Mike White should have gotten there last week. If it wasn't for a drop at the end of at one of their, you know, game-closing uh, drives by Braxton Berrios in the end zone, Mike White would have got there. Garrett Wilson absolutely murked these cats. You saw Garrett Wilson did. What is the sun god going to do to these guys? Okay. We know this dude has almost a 30% target share. I don't care if the sun god is the chalk. I'm bringing him with him. And he's still underpriced. On DraftKings, FanDuel don't play that shit. Yeah, I I mean, on DraftKings, for the type of volume he's getting, he's underpriced. Mm -hmm. So, like... Even if he's like he's I, I I haven't looked at wide receivers yet, so I assume he's going to be the cream of the crop in terms of oh ownership. yeah, baby. <laughs> so it's like it's kind of like how Devonte Adams was to an extent with like Green Bay. It's like, do you want to fade like the twenty point upside? <laughs> you know, it's it, it's risky. Um, you know, I I tried to do that last week. Uh, I was winning twenty thousand up until the fourth quarter, and then the sun god caught that uh, that last touchdown. I mean, and first of all, God bless Detroit. I didn't think they would keep throwing the ball for as high up as they were, but <laughs> I was wrong. <laughs> yeah, they wanted to put the hurt on those boys last week, and they did. And again, that's one of the nuggets that y'all might have missed on the Contrarian Show. That's why you have to download and put us in your pocket. For the DFS Deli, because I literally came out and said Detroit is going to boat race Jacksonville in this matchup. It won't be close. And they beat that ass. Simple as that. So I don't know, man. I'm with you on this one. Like I said, my quarterback list is going to be very, very short this week. I love your Geno Smith call. I'm 100% with you. I'm in on Jared Goff. I can't go Kirk Cousins route only because he still has yet to throw over two touchdowns in a game. That's his cap. I'm good. Hard pass. How do you feel about Brock Purdy? Big dick Brock. <laughs> Bro, not against Tampa. I mean, I, I understand Tampa's defense is is better than Miami's. I, but, like, his his stacking options are going to be really cheap. And I mean, like, and, Sh- and Shanahan let this dude throw 37 times. Like he didn't. Uh, I watched the game. I I watched uh, him absolutely tear up my Dolphins. And like, listen, I understand. Like, it's Tampa, and I believe this game is in Tampa. Yes. But (laughs) like, 
you compare him with McCaffrey and Kittle, and like it's it's very affordable. I'm sorry, it's at home. It's in San Fran. Is it really? Yeah. Well, that becomes more intriguing. Um, like I said, I like if you're looking the punt punt. Like I, I think I would, I think I would take Purdy over Mike White. I think. Dude, Buffalo's been kind of sus though, man. You're you're not wrong, but they are coming off the mini buy, and like I understand they lost Von Miller, um. But the only thing that concerns me is, like you said, like Josh Allen is really bad against teams that just blitz with four dudes, and like that's mostly what the Jets do. Um, oh, and you can cover that well. I mean, of course yeah, they're only going to four. Yeah. So, and and that's where Josh Allen struggles. Um, I'm just I just don't want to like. There has to be like a bad Mike White game coming, right? I think we kind of saw it last week. I mean, let, I mean, he still was, threw for three hundred yards. He did he did like he did. it's not like like was his game great? No, but like let me like he he threw it fifty seven times. <laughs> I know <laughs> he was thirty one for fifty seven for three three sixty nine. I know. If I'm gonna if I'm gonna pay down, I'm just gonna go to Huntley. I'm not gonna lie. The only I do like I do like Huntley. It's just like that's such a rivalry game, and like I might feel obligated to go to the Kenny Pickett side because Baltimore's corners are still terrible. Oh no, not Kenny Pickett again. Russell Wilson good to manage a touchdown pass against them. What what do you expect? I know, but. <laughs> I mean, like you could play the you could play the George Pickens narrative where he got really upset. Like that dude didn't get targeted last week, which is a damn shame. Like, who? Like, what creative players did did the Falcons have on defense? Like, throw George Pickens the ball. She pressed AJ Terrell, bro. Is he back? I don't know. He just asked for a defensive player. I named. Well, he's like I know AJ Terrell is good, but like, come on. How do you not get small? Come on. But we'll, we'll talk about another Pittsburgh position player here in this next uh in this next uh category. So are we ready for running backs? I think so. So uh this definitely is intriguing, only because uh we got Joe Mixon clearing concussion protocol, and we know how bad Cleveland is against the run. However, I honestly would have preferred another week of P Ryan. I would love P Ryan because you could it's an easy stack with Burrow. Burrow, P Ryan, and one of the Cincinnati wide receivers. Oh, Higgins. <laughs> Higgins. I mean, it, either one. Plus, like with Jamar Chase being back, it just makes the running back position even easier. I mean, I 100 percent agree. I'm kind of sad that Mixon is back, but we do have him in a good spot. Uh A D Hember to remember. Seems to be a, a, a chalkier play this week I'm, against Jacksonville. I'm very surprised. It, I am very surprised that his ownership is that high. Uh, is it a trap? Is it a trap? Let the let the listeners know right now. Is it a trap? No, I don't. I don't think so. As somebody that needs Derrick Henry to drop like 50 on Sunday for his yearly team, um, this is a trap. I mean. On draft, like on DraftKings, you're just gonna pay down the mixin, right? Yeah, it's a thousand dollars. I mean, cheaper. there's 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 a couple 
there's a couple running backs that I would rather play, bro. And I mean, like, I, I, as we've seen over the past couple weeks, paying up at running back just ain't the business, bro. Nah, <laughs> yeah, tell me about it with Nick Chubb. If Nick Chubb does anything last week, I survived the sun god. And I mean, win. he should have, but, you know, Deshaun Watson is so bad that they couldn't freaking move the ball. So, sorry. Uh, Nick Chubb, I don't even want to talk about it. I can't even complain because, like, Brian Robinson Jr. did enough. Uh, Chili. Yeah. You know who you should have played? <laughs> uh, Knight. DeAndre Swift. <laughs> Uh, yeah, dude, Swift came through in the clutch, got 20 touches last week. That's it, man. That's it. The shift is here for Swift. <laughs> and he's sitting, he, he's sitting third in ownership right now. Oh, <laughs> or, is he, or is he the biggest trap on the slate? <laughs> no, again, the biggest trap on the slate is my king, Derrick Henry. But DeAndre Swift could be up there. I'm just saying that there's there's paths. There's, there's paths that have lesser resistance than the guys we're talking about. So let me throw a couple names at you real quick, okay, if I All may. Right. All right. Can I do that for your boy? I'm in. I'm in there. Miles Sanders against the Giants. Again, yeah, the way to go at these guys is on the ground. We saw in the Green Bay game that it's going to be Hurts running, Miles Sanders running. If they don't have to pass, they won't. Simple as that. So you look at the price of Miles Sanders and the ownership. I mean, it's right there written on the wall. This guy could break out. So this could be a game for Miles Sanders. I know this, you know, it's core plays, but again, we got to mix in a little contrarian here just in case we don't record. So, and then can I interest you in Deontay Foreman? It's off the injury report. Yeah, I could, I could get behind that my, if I play Gino. Yeah, I'm saying. I mean, it makes it easy to run back. I mean, Absolutely. we saw what Cam Akers did to these dudes. Oh yeah, I could get I could get behind to, uh, Dante Foreman for yeah, sure. Yeah, give me some, give me some Dante Foreman, man. You know, less ownership, a little cheaper. You know, I like these two guys. I mean, I also like. Uh, I mean, I think that especially on DraftKings, like, why is James Cook chalk? Uh. I have him at nine. I have him at nine point two percent. He's going to be so much higher than that. Uh, I can I, almost guarantee it. I can almost guarantee it. I, I I haven't I haven't listened to a lot of things this week, so I don't know if he's getting talked up in the industry. But he's coming off. Oh a 20, yeah, he's coming off what twenty? His career, his season high in touches. Like I. I don't I, I can't I'm not gonna play him. You know, I think if you were somebody who were who was doing like mass amount of lineups, um, then I guess sure. Like if you want to put him in like two to three percent of lineups, but Yeah, like, I just can't do it. I mean, you know, Josh Allen occupies eighty six percent of the Bills touchdowns. So and, minus that backfield being crowded with Singletary, Naheem Hines, and himself, like you're fighting for fourteen percent touchdown equity. So uh I'm good. If yeah, I get beat I, by James Cook, I get beat by James Cook. I, I hard pass. Yeah, I, I'm. Uh, I'm in agreement with you there. Uh, I can't. I can't get behind it. Um, a little more here to add to Dante Foreman. Um, uh, Seattle has uh, allowed the most running p- fantasy points to running backs over the last five weeks. Mm-hmm. So I, I think he's definitely worth a look. 
Um, like I said, bro, Cam Akers. Right. I mean, Cam Akers scored another touchdown today. So, uh, <laughs> but he didn't score the winning touchdown. So that no, was Van Jefferson from the paid actor. Yeah, man, paid actor. He, need him in a bind? Pay the actor. <laughs> um, yes. Yes. So it. I, I think a, a, an interesting running back on the slate to me um, is probably Dalvin Cook. I mean, like he's going to have some ownership, though, because, I mean, anybody in this game but is going to have some ownership. Right. But his ownership is not going to be as high with Derrick Henry, just a little bit above him. Um, although, like, Detroit is bad against running backs. They've allowed the third least amount of points to running backs. Um which is kind of weird, right? Like they're not good, but it's like running backs aren't getting there lately. Um, yeah, I was gonna say lately, only because you got to look at their last opponents. I mean, you got to look at the Jacksonville guys; they didn't get there. You got to look at the Bills guys; they didn't get there. So, I mean, it's more so that that stat is kind of skewed because at the beginning of the year, that's all we wanted was running backs against Detroit. Damn right. <laughs> that more or less switched to the uh, boots on the ground, the Cleveland Browns. Absolutely. Boots on the ground. The Browns are bad. They're so bad. I mean, Damian Pierce got there last week. It's like Damian Pierce, who did nothing, <laughs> was in tournament winning lineups. <laughs> he didn't do anything. I mean, God, he this did, is so tilting. It is very tilting. Um, God damn it. What Dallas running back do you play here if you're going to play one? The least owned, which is going to be Zeke. Yeah. Oh, Zeke. I mean, I'm, so look on FanDuel. He's more expensive than Tony Pollard. No, he's cheap. Oh, yeah, he is more expensive. Just kidding. Oh, no, DraftKings is the opposite. But, right. again, if you want a guy that's going to fall into the end zone, like, a couple times, it's going to be Zeke. But, I mean, look at his games that he has multiple touchdowns. The man hasn't scored over 18 DraftKings points. <laughs> so what is the upside? Like, 12 of them already being touchdowns. He doesn't catch passes. Like, everybody on Dallas is going to score, okay? It's going to be another Sunday night game where they just absolutely obliterate this this Houston Texans team. Like, you want to pick a Dallas guy? You're fine. I mean, you're literally fine. Whoever you put in with a star on their helmet in your lineup is going to score. So, find the cheapest one and play that guy. Michael Gallup probably will score. Right. I'm just saying. I mean, the Dallas Cowboys are going to fucking obliterate Houston on Sunday. Why do we have this on the main slate? Dude, what if Houston makes it a game? Just because, like, dude, fire six, up Davis Mills, then. Dude, 16 points is just so much for an NFL game. This just reminds me of, like, <laughs> when the Bills were, like, 20-point underdogs to Minnesota. They came out and smacked them in the mouth. I know the Bills had Josh Allen, but it was a young Josh Allen. (laughs) Josh Allen's coming out party. That was sexy. But they came out and fucking beat the brakes off of Minnesota. (laughs) I mean, do you see Davis Mills beating the brakes out of the Cowboys? Well, like, a lot of people got to remember, a lot of those touchdowns in the fourth quarter was by the Dallas defense. Yeah. Like, it was a two-point game going into the fourth quarter, and then Dallas put up 30-something. It did. It so, did. like, like yes, the Cowboys are really good, but, like, 
You might fuck around and find out. <laughs> <laughs> so let me ask you, what are you going to do with the Seattle situation? What if Ken Walker sits? Geno doubles everywhere. I'm so not, you don't I, want one of these. You don't want one of these running backs. You don't want no, Travis Homer. No, but it, it's a committee. Like if I was going to play a committee guy, I might as well play P. Ryan, Tony Jones. Like, I mean, you look at it last week. Like he went down, and it was just it was DJ Dallas, and it was this guy, and it was this guy. Like, it, it's going to be a committee. So like. Unless it's something came out of the Seattle side saying, like, this is our guy. Like, Which is not going to happen. This is Pete Carroll, bro. Right. So, I mean, you know, DJ Dallas had 10 attempts. Uh, Tony Jones had seven attempts. And that was about it. Like, other than that, it was we're putting this on Geno. And I don't see why Seattle doesn't do that again. So I, I'm probably fading that backfield if it's not Ken Walker. Hey, side note. You see my boy, Jordan Mason, go over 50 <laughs> yards rushing? The numbers, Mason. The numbers, Mason. <laughs> what do they mean? Dude, if CMC... Mm-hmm. CMC was playing slot wide receiver last week, essentially. He sure as hell was, man. <laughs> He sure as hell was. Your, your, is, boy, your boy was averaging 6.4 yards a carry. I'm saying, dog, <laughs> give my boy Jordan Mason the fucking ball, bro. The pride of Judge Tech. I'm just saying, man. Just give him the ball. So what do you think of CMC on this uh, slate, by the way, while we're talking uh, the San Francisco backfield? Um, his ownership is coming in like I mean like yeah his ownership is smushed in a little bit but I feel like I'd rather stay in this mid range. Like, I think he just I, makes a better DK play than he does a Fanduel play. Definitely, like I I wouldn't play him on Fanduel. No, no, um, I, I wouldn't either. I wouldn't play him on Fanduel. I mean, because you still have to respect Tampa Bay's uh, rush defense. Like, so, oh yeah, absolutely. I mean. Yeah, I don't think I would play him. I think, I think I'd rather just stay in the mid range, probably. Like the the only maybe high end quarterback, I quarterback running back that I might think of, it, it would have to be Derrick Henry, right? Because like he's had two bad games in a row. Um, over the last six games against Jacksonville, as I'm reading this, he has twelve rushing touchdowns, averaging a buck forty five on the ground in two games with two hundred rushing yards. And Jacksonville's ranked 32nd in tackling. Like I said, I saw Swift get in from the one-yard line. I saw Jamal Williams get in from the one-yard line. And I just saw this, this uh, you know, this team kind of, this Lions team kind of rack up Jacksonville. I, I, I mean, I, I think that Tennessee could be in a similar spot, especially Sands, Traylon Burks, because he probably is not going to play with that concussion. So if they're going to lean on Derrick Henry, it's going to be, this game but again he's also getting he's also getting screens i know man but if he's got to be the most popular quarter or sorry running back on the slate i played derrick henry when he's less than 10 percent. that's when you play Derrick Henry. usually that is the rule yes that's been the dfs rule for the past three years his ownership might be more intriguing towards saturday 
I said, man, give me give me a guy like Miles Sanders. Give me a guy like Deontay Foreman and pay down a little bit. I mean, we, we might even be able to sneak in a guy like, I don't know, Saquon Barkley against Philly. Like, Philly can be ran on. Uh, they can. Um, and and uh, he's not going to be that high owned. Uh, so, I mean, I don't I don't mind that take at all. Um, I know this is a gross, but like if you're looking for a pay down option, I don't think Najee Harris is the worst option. Mm. Um, I mean, he's getting he, he's getting a lot of the workload over his last four games. Um, if you don't if you take out the game where he got hurt against Indianapolis, he's had 20, 20 rushing attempts, twenty rushing attempts, seventeen rushing attempts. Um, we obviously know he'll get some receiving work. Um, Baltimore's defense is not all that great, um, so I don't. I, I don't mind. I don't mind Najee as a maybe as a just kind of a just uh, like a cheaper tournament play where it's not going to exactly uh, hurt you. I'm with it. I'm with it. Uh, you ready to head over to wide receiver? Uh. Yeah, I, um, I mean, did did you want to give more on Swift? I don't know if we, I don't know if we touched on Swift that much. We kind of mentioned them, but again, man, anybody in this game is going to be super popular. So I mean, Swift is going to get some ownership where I think Jamal Williams won't. So I think this might be the spot where you can sneak in Jamal Williams, you know, for his uh, <laughs> several one yard plunges because every week someone gets tackled at the one damn yard line for the Lions. So, if everybody's going to be on Swift, this will be the week to go ahead and get on Jamal Williams. I'm just saying. That backfield is going to be split damn near evenly. But as far as receiving chops, it's going to be Swift. So, he might make a better DK play. But on FanDuel, I think I'm more willing to go like Goff, Williams, even though they don't correlate. But the Lions are going to score freaking points and like the Sun God. And call it a Lions day. And then pick whatever Minnesota run back you want. Yeah, uh, and I'm seeing just a funny stat. Uh, Detroit over uh, Detroit averages 31.9 points per game at home, um, and they also have the highest success rate in the red zone at 74. percent Dude, them dudes drop dimes. They drop buckets um, in the red zone, bro. One more guy I'll mention: um, Isaiah Pacheco has reached. Uh, he's his score to reach 100 rushing yards in his last three games. Um, and the, the way to beat the Broncos is via the run uh, because their pass defense is actually really good. So, it, again, on, on DraftKings, he's pretty cheap. Um, if you're kind of looking to stack that Minnesota-Detroit game, he kind of gives you a little bit of salary relief. Jarek McKinnon. I, I'd, I'd rather take Pacheco. You want that smoke? Yeah, I'll, I'll take the smoke. Because you lost, you lost the uh, DeAndre Swift, uh, Jamal Williams one last week when you yeah. went against me, bro. Damn right, I did. They, Detroit gave him twenty <laughs> totes. Can't can't account for that. You're right. You're right. You're right. All right, we got uh, we got one in the books. Jerick uh, McKinnon versus Isaiah Pacheco. Let's go. Uh, let's look at wide receiver here, and obviously the overwhelming chalk is going to be the Sun God, and he is still underpriced on DraftKings. So I'm not going to fault anybody for eating that chalk because normally the highest owned players at each position, I normally fade and just try and get contrarian elsewhere. The sun God in this spot with this price 
I'm sorry, is probably the lock of the slate for me. Can't even front. I would agree. Like Minnesota gives it up in droves when it comes to the wide receiver position. And even though he got tackled at the one, like what, twice last week? Maybe in the one, I know the one time at the at the very beginning of the game where Jamal Williams scored his first touchdown. But I mean, he eventually got there. This dude is a walking 10 plus targets, plus 100 yards, plus the potential for multiple touchdowns. Like if I'm taking one best bet from this game, it's whatever the over on receiving yards prop this man has. I'm taking it. It's the only chalk I'm willing to eat on the slate. And that's about it. So if we're going to advocate one thing, this, this this slate, go ahead and play the Sun God. Whoever else, another player is, is underpriced on this slate is the surging Garrett Wilson. Like, this dude just can't be stopped. Yeah, he's still very much underpriced on DraftKings. I mean, he's only 7-2 on FanDuel, so, I mean, that's still affordable. Yeah, you're not wrong. I mean, he's $300 more than DJ Moore, and DJ Moore sucks. Okay, okay, his situation sucks. DJ Moore himself doesn't suck. Let's. Well, I mean, he's way more viable now with Sam Darnold. Well, everybody's more viable without Baker Mayfield. But, hey, again, shout out to Baker Mayfield. <laughs> go, go ahead, boy. Go ahead. Do your thing. Um, so, again, with pay-up options, I think that a lot of people are just going to stick in the range of, you know, guys like the Sun God. They want a natural run back in this game. So Justin Jefferson is going to hold a lot of ownership as well. And then people love to play Steph Diggs. So people are going to naturally play Steph Diggs as well. Uh, We saw what Jamar Chase did last week in his return, and he gets Cleveland this week. But again, Ward is a solid corner. I think that if we're going to take a route in this Cincy game, it's got to be T. Higgins again, right? I think either one is fine. I, I like. I get. I mean, the Browns corners aren't terrible. Um, either one, um, but you always just gotta because, like, basically the way I look at it, if like if Jamar Chase gets in the box early, <laughs> it's his game. Like, sure, sure, like sure. that's that, like after the first quarter, if he doesn't have a lot of stats, like for the most part, he kind of just burns out. But like. Like if Burrow's gonna make it a point to get him the ball, like whew, or hold on for the ride. Um you could always just go with the one that's gonna be less owned, which is T. Higgins. Yep. So if you want to get if you want to get weird and go play a Burrow double, I mean I think Hayden Hurst is out, so I wouldn't I wouldn't try and guess their tight end situation, but like if you want to go Burrow with Boyd and Higgins, like I'm not against it. Okay. I totally get that logic. Okay. And another receiver I mentioned is that the way that, again, we beat Tennessee is through the air, and Christian Kirk has been on a bender. So even though operating out of the slot like he normally does, Tennessee is going to give it up in the passing game. So could this be a Christian Kirk spot? If people are naturally going to be playing Derrick Henry, do you feel like the natural running back is run run back i should say is gonna be christian kirk in this situation um i'm just trying to take a look here based on what i'm seeing for ownership i got i got zay jones as higher ownership than kirk man stop with the zay jones shit 
you missed this one good week two weeks ago, right? It's over. Ain't gonna happen again. Um, what do you have Kirk's ownership at? I don't. I don't have it super high. Uh, I got about eight percent. I got him at six on DraftKings and four point seven six percent on FanDuel. I might creep up a little bit, but again, I think that it's what I mentioned is that if a lot of people are going to be playing Derrick Henry, they're going to want to find a natural run back. Again, if people want to play Zay Jones for the price savings, ah, that's on y'all. You're you're going to lose. I think Kristen Kirk is the guy. Yeah, it would be a it would be a pass for me, truthfully. Um, I mean, I'm not against it, but if his ownership's that low, um. You know, I, I think a lot of people here are probably going to use Derrick Henry as the one-off. But I'm uh, not I'm I suppose. Not I suppose. I'm not against it. Um, some stats on Kirk here as I'm reading this: uh, averaging 9.2 targets a game. Uh, Tennessee is giving up the most uh, fantasy points per game to opposing wide receivers. Uh, their top corner is on IR. Uh, they lost the other corner to a groin injury mid-game. Um, I'm saying, so, dog. Saying dog, uh, last year when Kirk played the Titans when he was on the Cardinals, he went five for 70 for two. Um, so I, I think, I, I mean, truthfully, if you're going to play Derrick Henry, I think you probably just play him with Kirk, especially if the ownership's low. Agreed, agreed. Take to take the highs with the lows, you know, you got to get uh, get a little weird at some point. So, I mean, take the high own Derrick Henry, take a low own Christian Kirk, call it a day. Uh, a sneaky way, not well, not necessarily sneaky, but uh, a, a different way to get in the Detroit-Minnesota game. How about DJ Chark? Yeah, I played. He was in so many of my lineups last week. <laughs> hey, man, sharp, sharp. He was he was thirty eight hundred on DraftKings. Oh, so sharp, so sharp. <laughs> yep, that makes sense. I, I I mean, I don't have Shark at that high of ownership again. If you want to fire him up, go for it. Oh, I think uh, I'm in. I, I, I think I'm in. I'm not against it at all. Um, on DraftKings, he's cheap. FanDuel, he's cheap. Um, if you just want to, like, if you're going to not stack that game, but you just want a little bit of a tiny piece with some upside, uh, I think Shark's definitely worth it. Um, I, I'm not against it. Um, and I mean, like, in DJ Shark, he, for the most part, like, he gets his he gets most of his yards on like a couple plays. Um, Minnesota's secondary is the highest second and highest rate of explosive pass plays allowed. Um, so I'm not against it either. Uh, Tell you, man, I, I'm just gonna stick it close to the vest this this week, bro. Give me uh, give me the sun god. Give me Chark. Give me Golf. Run that back with uh, Jefferson or uh, Cook. I'm walking away. Or or we'll get there. <laughs> Oh, the revenge game. I mean, it feels like it's kind of like, it kind of feels like an AJ Brown situation, doesn't it? Where they're just going to try and get him the ball. You feel that way? You feel that way? I think so. I mean, like, first of all, it's really hard, um, at least on FanDuel, to put Amon Ra and Justin Jefferson in the same lineup. I mean, if you play like Deonta Foreman and, I mean, but, but, I mean, but uh, that that build worked, I guess. Like, how can I can really go against it? But it is tough. Um, so, 
but ah, like, do you have any concerns about Jefferson? Because the last time they played Detroit, this dude did nothing, and it's a, it's not like Okuda shut him down. Like they just bracket covered him. So like, huh. do we, you know, do we, you know who shut him down last week, son? Huh? <laughs> huh? He got the sauce, baby. He got he the did, sauce. He, he did. He did get the sauce, but the sauce also had safety help. <laughs> I don't give a damn. Okay. <laughs> Four for 45 and a touchdown. That's it for Justin Jefferson, bro. You got the sauce. Um, but the last time they played Detroit, like they did, they, they gave them the Calvin Johnson treatment where they're like, here's two guys deal with it. So, I mean, could this be a spot where we just say, kid, we'll just play uh Dalvin cook and call it a day. You could. Uh, I know it's gross, but KJ Osborne the last time they played got eight targets. Again, probably not for the size of fields we're playing in. Would I say? Would I recommend AJ Osborne in smaller fields? But like, he got eight targets the last time they played. Yeah, large fields. I'm all about it. But um, th- that might be a more. They didn't have Hawkinson, and so Hawkinson might go into that. Um, I mean, like if you're looking to save salary relief, I don't really see how you like. I mean, Adam Thielen's cheap. I will never play Adam <laughs> Thielen. <laughs> I'm gonna let you know that right now. I, I, I and I get it, but like on DraftKings, he's 4,900. I don't care. That's fair. Archfield, okay. Like if I'm making like a couple milli teams, I could see a run back with Thielen. But if I'm playing like 100, 200, you know, single entry. Hell no. Hell no. It ain't going to happen, bro. Um, and I mentioned it earlier, uh, but I do. I, I will mention um, George Pickens. Um, but, like, Pickens is going to be playing, uh, I believe, he's going to be running the majority of his routes um, on Marcus Peters' side of the field. Um, Marcus uh, Marcus Peters likes to gamble a lot from what I'm reading here. Um, and he's given up the fifth most fantasy points per game over the last week to opposing wide receivers on the right side. Um, and there is the there is the squeaky wheel narrative here. So if you're kind of maybe looking to dart throw here, um, George Pickens might be the way to go as well. Uh, <laughs> I'm also looking at funny stats. You want to, you want to hear something funny? with Garrett Wilson splits with and without Zach Wilson. Go on. <laughs> so this is with Zach Wilson seven games. <laughs> Basically five and a half targets, forty five receiving yards, eight point four fantasy points per game. <laughs> without Zach Wilson, eleven point two targets, ninety four receiving yards. <laughs> 94 receiving yards per game, and he's averaging 20 points. <laughs> Zach Wilson is so bad at football. <laughs> well, 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 there we go. There we go. Um, I, I mean, we, we, we got to mention the Seattle wide receivers, right? I mean, I think we already alluded to it in the quarterback uh, section. We can just yeah, go ahead and load up those uh, Geno doubles. Play either one. Um. Again, uh, the Panthers do have a really good wider uh, corner in J.C. Horn, um, who is a little bit of a bigger corner. So he might be he might be opposed to probably going to line up on Metcalf 
I'm, I'm kind of guessing with with the size matchup. Um, and their other corner, CJ Henderson, currently stands as PFF's number 102 graded corner. He's allowed 74% catch rate in coverage and has given up touchdowns in three of his last five games. Um, and then, and uh, not to mention that Tyler Lockett destroys zone defenses. Um, and according to this, he's tied for number one at 538's metric and ability to get open. So, uh, <laughs> so, um, it might be the week to fire up some Tyler Lockett. And honestly, on both sides, he's quite affordable. So um, if you want to play Metcalf, if you want to play DK, hey, go for it. Like, um, But I think uh, I think we mostly covered it. Um, it. If you're if you're looking for some punt options, uh, if if neither Brandon Cooks or Nico Collins plays this week, <laughs> Chris Moore. You don't have to convince me to play my boy Chris Moore, damn it. I mean, Chris Moore, if, if those wide receivers don't play, um, Houston's going to be throwing. So, someone got to catch the ball. You're not wrong. You're not uh, wrong. And the Browns are on the road, so fire up DPJ. <laughs> true that. True that. Um, uh, other than that, I mean, like, he's going – he has – he does have a really uh, injury – uh, he does have good injury matchup uh, too. Um, Amari Cooper might not be terrible because, like the last time they played, Amari Cooper absolutely ate the soul of the Bengals, but that was at home, and we know how much you know Amari, tr- you know, struggles with sleeping on the road. So home road splits are real, bro. <laughs> They're real. I, I believe real. in home road splits. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. All right, let's uh let's go ahead and slap tight end in the face. And uh as I mentioned, you know, I, I'm gonna say I'm gonna try and say uh this man's name as many different uh ways as possible, but I'll start with the correct way to say it. Uh Thomas James Hawkinson is uh in a revenge game, and people are gonna be looking to naturally run back this game with the uh Minnesota side. And he fits perfectly in the golf stacks. Do you do you follow the chalk on uh, TJ Duckett, James Hawkinson in this matchup? Yeah, because he's the easiest option. I mean, like he's gonna get the ball. Like, I mean, and he's cheap. He's cheap on both. FanDuel and DraftKings, so like he is going to be chalky. Um, but yeah, you, like it, it's the easiest, it's the easiest confident piece of this game. Like if you're going to go golf, some god shark Hawkinson, that that's cheaper than putting in Jefferson. Um, if mm-hmm. you're going to go, if you're going to go Cousins. Cousins Cook, Hawkinson with the Sun God. Like, he's just very easy to fit in, and probably rightfully so. So, Terrence, Terrence uh, Johnson Hawkinson is uh, your preferred tight end this week, or are you looking for somewhere else? What about Travis Kelsey, who's obviously always an option? Or I... with the Huntley splits, Mark Andrews, huh? 
I would probably play Mark Andrews because Mark Andrews' ownership is way too low. Maybe rightfully so, but like they don't understand the Huntley splits. That's the thing. Like he hyper targets Mark Andrews, bro. Like either he runs or it's Mark Andrews, man. Yeah. Are you uh are you gonna play the uh the chalk <laughs> Dulcich? Not playing fucking Greg Dulcich, bro. Eight targets last week. <laughs> That was literally the only player that he targeted last week. I mean, I think I think the entire Broncos wide receiver court, you know, they all hung out and played games and all got sick together. Or maybe their kids go to the same daycare. I don't know. But, like, everybody was sick on that team. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know what herd immunity is, bro. I have two kids. All right. Um, I, get, I get it. So, I, so I'm very surprised. Like, one tight end I looked even before the week started. You gonna play the Tennessee tight end? Shingozium Okonwu. I'm good, dude. On both sides, he's cheap. Um, he's coming off back to back weeks of five targets. Uh, can I tell you? I don't give a damn. <laughs> I'm not playing Chalky Chig. Okay, it ain't gonna happen. I'd I mean, rather play. I'd rather got... play Tyler Conklin. I mean, like, unless you're gonna play like Austin Hooper. Nah, fam. Uh-uh. I'd rather play. I mean, if Tra- if Traylon Burks is out, like he's like almost one of their best wide receivers. And you figure if they're going to be running it with Derrick Henry, the t- both tight ends are going to be in there. I'm not playing Austin Hooper. I'm not playing. <laughs> I'm, Chig. Not saying, I'm not, I'm not playing Chig. Okay? okay, it ain't gonna happen. Hey, I'm just I'm just saying he played more snaps than Hooper and the other guy. No, nah, I can't do it, man. Either it's going to be Terrence Jackson Hawkinson or it's going to be Mark Andrews. That's my that's my tight end pool. Simple as that. Yeah, I think I'm leaning towards. Um, like I know it's with Purdy and Kittle didn't do a lot last week, but like George Kittle's forty three hundred. I might dart throw it at Kittle. I mean, he should have did more, you know, if Garoppolo stayed in. But you know, no disrespect to. Brock Purdy. <laughs> Again, I, I mentioned it in one of my group chats is that Brock Purdy managed over 200 yards and two touchdowns. Meanwhile, Russell Wilson and um, and uh, Deshaun Watson, who are worth half a billion collectively, managed 12 points. Dude, you're not wrong. Again, Mr. Relevant. Deshaun Watson and Russell Wilson. Is that, is that the player or is that coaching? Um, so Shanahan's a great coach. I mean, I, I can't, I can't deny how good of a coach he is. But like, obviously, the Broncos coach is a fucking moron. He should be fired. He should have been fired. Like Hackett shouldn't have been on that damn plane from last week's debacle, and then they messed up and lost the freaking uh, Huntley. Okay, and then on the Cleveland aspect of it. I don't want to hear this bullshit about, okay, oh, oh, my God, oh, my God, I'm going Watson again. I'm going into a rant, okay? You should not be rusty. You are an NFL king caliber quarterback who is worth a quarter of a billion dollars, okay? You should not be rusty. I don't give a shit, all right? It was the worst defense in the NFL, and you could not manage more than four first downs, all right? You're trash. Simple as that. 
Now, if there's no improvement from this week, you better be seriously questioning what the hell you just did. All right? So the Rams sold out, got Stafford, won a Super Bowl. They don't give a shit what happens in the future. Like, Baker Mayfield is probably their quarterback of the future. Right? Denver, you (laughs) traded a backup quarterback for a backup quarterback, and you lost four fucking draft picks. Okay? Cleveland, you gave up the aforementioned paid actor. Right? All your freaking first-round picks, and then you got this guy who, again... Rusty looked every bit of Rusty in this damn matchup. He looked every bit of bad in this matchup. Okay, I've never, I've never seen so many underthrown balls in my life. He like, was that's... spiking shit into the ground, spiking it <laughs> like he was trying to stop the damn clock. Like we're about to get into defenses here in a second, but guess what? The Bengals defense is live. You're not wrong. The Bengals yeah. defense is probably the chop. I might lock the Bengals' defense. <laughs> I might not use another defense. Deshaun Watson is that bad. The only reason why I wouldn't like recommend g- g- contemplating playing the Bengals' defense is because the Browns can actually run the ball. And if Nick Chubb gets going, it might be a wrap. But Nick but Chubb does up. do well against the Bengals. I mean, he smashes them. He went for over 102 last matchup. But again, that was at home in front of a national stage on Monday Night Football. This is Sunday afternoon in Cincy against Deshaun fucking Watson. Again, if he makes me eat crow, I am totally fine with that. However, I think Deshaun Watson is ass. I said it last <laughs> week. He was ass. He came out and was ass. Again, it was like we looked at the ownership percentages last week, right? And it was like 8 to 10% owned on Deshaun Watson. I'm like, you got to be dumb as f- to play Deshaun Watson on Sunday. You have to be. And those lineups, guess what? They fucking lost. So, don't, you know what? All right. Sorry. I digressed. <laughs> and I apologize. I sincerely apologize like, to the Deshaun Watson truthers out there. Because there are a lot of you. He sucks. Simple as that. I'm sorry. Sorry to break your hearts. Anyway, any other tight ends you want to mention? (laughs) No offense. If you're just going to, if you're punting, it's probably no offense. I'm with it. I'm with it. Oh, my God, dude. (laughs) Yo, I'm sorry. I just pulled up defenses for the week, and yeah. that that's my fault. That's the first time I've ever seen a defense on FanDuel over 5,000. <laughs> the Cowboys. The Cowboys are 5,200. I mean, they did score. They did score like they did score like five touchdowns last week. So, yo, I might them. play it. I mean, we mentioned that last week to get contrarian by paying up for defense. If you would have played the Browns defense last week and scored 30. Yeah, I don't, man. Know, what the, I don't know what the Cowboys scored because they weren't on the main slate, but I assume it was probably in the same realm. <laughs> Dude, 5,200, bro. Holy moly. I might find room to play it. Yeah, I might. You, yeah, if you played the Cowboys defense on the primetime slate, they scored 20. So it's not. It's very rare when a defense scores twenty and they weren't the highest scoring defense by ten. 
<laughs> right. Well, that's what happens when you get a special teams return and two defensive returns. I mean, like. I mean, the Cowboys should have had 26. That that last touchdown, his knee barely scraped the ground. Um, But, like, can you tell me why? And I understand. I understand. Hey, if everybody's going to pay off for the Cowboys defense, do you just big brain and play the Chiefs at no ownership? Oh, yeah. Russell Wilson is trash, bro. Like that, that, that offense just, cannot move the ball. Like, is that just the biggest big brain here? I mean, they're going to be like not owned like at all. Um, and then the other D. De- I mean, like, if you're going to pay down, do you just do you pay for the Bucks defense? Uh, San Francisco is a well-oiled machine, man. I mean, I don't care who they got at quarterback. I mean, they I- have the best roster in the NFL. I don't care what anybody wants to say. You can argue it to me. In terms from offense to defense, it's the best in the NFL. They just don't predominantly have a dominant quarterback. But, like, that Bucks offense is putrid. Um, but yeah, like, Unless it's the last two minutes of the game where they need to win and then right. Kate Otten just comes through and, you know, it's um, Kate Otten. And then, like, I'll tell us out. The Jets' defense on, D- on DraftKings, to me, is viable at 2,500. Dude, <laughs> yes, yes. I mean, Josh Allen turns over the ball, period. I mean, when you're leading the league in interceptions, second, second, second. It's a lot. It, it's, Davis Mills is back, so Josh Allen might still be in first, but Davis Mills is back to maybe try to reclaim his crown. I mean, you're not wrong. But, <laughs> again, as I mentioned in the last segment, the Bengals defense is live, period. I mean, I they, they they limited Patrick Mahomes last week. They didn't turn the ball over, like, whatsoever, but they limited the Chiefs' offense. They played well. They they, they definitely played. They definitely played like well. Like, if the, if the Browns can't establish it, honestly, the Bengals' defense might feast on Deshaun Watson. Like, he is that bad. Like, I I can't stand Deshaun Watson so much. You know what? No. I'm, I'm doing it. I'm locking the I'm locking the Bengals defense. Fuck it, I don't care. That's the only defense I'm playing. Certified fresh DFS deli take from Sully. Bengals, <laughs> Bengals, Bengals defense. And again, this is coming. Oh wait, I'm sorry. I was gonna say coming from a Cleveland Browns fan, but according to one of my friends, I can only root for one team and be a fan. Who so the, wait, who the fuck said that? Dijon. I can't be a Browns fan and a Bills fan at the same time. So, wait, there's no rules on fandom. Apparently, there is. Fuck that. Fuck that yep. guy. Uh, hey, hey, hey. I'm just going with it. I'm a Bills fan. I'm a part of the mafia. So, it's going to be Bengals defeats the Browns. Deshaun Watson's going to look like ass again. Lock so, like, in the Bengals defense. So, so Let's truthfully, roll. none of us on the show are boots on the ground because, like, <laughs> I can't root for the Browns. Um, Banker can't root for the Browns being a Minnesota fan. I mean, we're we're Browns. we're boots on the ground because we're local. Like we I, live in Cleveland, so we could be boots on the ground when it comes to where we live. But fandom, I can only give Bills takes. You could only give Dolphins takes. Uh, Baker can only give Vikings takes. Dale can only give Panthers takes. Okay. <laughs> I mean, yes, I be, put that on him. Yes, I put he, that on. Him. He's got to be depressed, man, watching his quarterback just go win a game for him. 
<laughs> Paid actor, two days off the plane, Thursday night victory. Bang. That's hilarious. Gotta um, love it. I'm trying to – I'm looking at Baker's list. We did mention a lot of Baker's guys. That's why I didn't um, – that's why I didn't uh, bring them up really. Um, the only wide – we missed one wide receiver, Baker, Baker, Baker like C.D. Lamb. So I don't, I don't mind that take at all. I mean, we uh, kind of mentioned it because I said every every Cowboy skill position player is going to score. So, I mean, pick one. Um, Baker likes uh, – we mentioned Dallas's defense, Kansas City's defense. Baker Baker likes the Jets as well. And Baker also likes San Francisco's defense and Philly's defense. San Francisco's defense does become more intriguing because I know Tampa Bay is pretty much butchered on that offensive line. And, like, they can't run the ball. So – um those defense is just really good i mean like, they really are. i mean they are really good you know i i root for two teams because you know fuck the john i'm gonna do what i want i'm a grown-ass man um <laughs> so yeah san francisco's defense is really good fair fair all right well uh chill we uh we made it through another show we did the main menu has been accomplished if you were starting one team today just one team for all the money what stack are you going with this week? I mean, as <clears throat> I mean, as of today, um, God, it's such a cop out answer. But you know what? Fuck it. As of today, because I'm assuming Ken Walker's not playing, I'm playing Gino. I- I'll find a way to get a lion or a Viking in the lineup. Gino. Because, like, Jared Goff is just such an easy answer. So, I mean, I'm going to have a Geno lineup. I don't think that's going to change. So, um, even with, even if Walker plays, I, I could put Geno and Walker in the same lineup with, like, Lockett. I sure, know how to get sure, sure. I agree. Um, I agree. I, Joe Burrow is on a really good I, – I, why do I think Joe Burrow is just going to throw for, like, 404? I mean, he could. He could, <laughs> dude. Like he owes the Browns. Like the Brown. Like boots on the ground. The Browns have like done well against this dude. So, like he owes the Browns an ass whooping. Yeah, he owes them a receipt. I agree. Like, I agree. And like, I, I don't think Cincinnati is going to be because like next week they play Tampa. And I don't think Cincinnati's going to be a team to overlook the Browns. So, like, I, f- I feel like, I, feel, I mean, he's the second best quarterback in football right now. I, I don't, I, I don't care what anybody says. Like, Jalen Hurts has to show me something in the playoffs for me to even consider him in their class. But like, it's it's Mahomes, it's Burrow, it's the field. Like, I don't care what anybody says. I mean, the Hurt business is going to win the MVP, though. So, just like I called it at the beginning of the season. So, I, I, well, Kansas City's not going to lose another game this season. So, we'll see. I mean, neither, you know, is the, neither is Philly. Uh, Philadelphia has to beat Dallas, or else they might lose the division. And you can't give the, the how can you give the MVP to a guy who didn't win the division? The Hurt business is going to, just like we can give the national title to a team that could, did not win their own uh, conference. They were Ohio the, State. <laughs> Ohio State was just like I'm. I would have preferred Alabama, but like I putting in Ohio State's fine. I totally get it; it makes sense. But like Ohio State was just the best of what was left. 
I mean, if USC doesn't lose, it's a moot point. So blame the Trojans. I mean, I agree. I'm with you. But like, so, <laughs> quick college football rant. If Alabama plays TCU on a neutral field, Alabama is 14 and a half point favorites. And y'all put in TCU. If, if Alabama plays any one of those teams on a neutral field minus Georgia, I think they're favorites. Yep. I think absolutely. I think they're favorites against Michigan, but you're talking about a guy that does know like very little about college football, and Alabama should have got in over uh, TCU. I mean, the only counter argument to that is like Alabama was favorites against LSU and Tennessee, and they lost. I get it. Um, Both were really good games, but um, I mean, the playoffs expanding, so this is this. And now we're just going to argue about the. 13th and 14th best team in football. Yeah, I, I, I'm with you. I'm with you. Uh, if I was starting a lineup today, I'm sorry. I've just got to eat the chalk and play Jared Goff. Uh, Jared Goff, the Sun God, and uh, Terrence Jackson Hawkinson. Um, and then <laughs> run it back, you know, with uh, either Dalvin Cook or Jay Jetta. Uh, it's probably going to be Dalvin Cook for me. Uh, definitely not Adam Thielen. It's just going to be one of those two. And then, um, yeah, man, you know, the, the revenge game matters, bro. The revenge game matters, so I think uh, uh, I agree. Yeah, I think we're here. I think we know what to do this week here on the slate. Uh, hopefully, we can run a contrarian show tomorrow. If not, uh, we wish you all the best of luck in your Week 14 matchups. For those of you that are fighting for playoff spots in your yearly leagues, good luck. If you just happen to lose and happen to come to these DFS streets. Join us because there's plenty of money to make and there's plenty of time left in this season. Once again, my my you know biggest wins didn't come until like week 14, 15, 16, 17. So we got a lot of analysis. We got a lot of breakdowns going. And this is the time to jump in these DFS streets. Get it on the DFS Zelly. Listen to us. Follow us. Join us. Download us. Put us in your pocket, man. Don't forget to do that on the way out. And uh, chill, I think you know what to do, man. Fuck, I'm going for a smoke break. <laughs> well, well, fuck! <laughs> I'm kidding, I'm kidding. I, I got the buckets. I appreciate that, because I was about to get uh, real confused, because I don't even know where the damn water comes from for the mop buckets. So, uh, I know you gotta, how to break you gotta, real. You got to jiggle the faucet. Ah. <laughs> That makes a lot of sense. That makes a lot. I'm the owner of the delicatessen. I'd be damned if I know the cleaning duties. So, uh, I mean, we've had uh, we've been short staff, man. It's a, uh, it's a lot, you know. I know. I completely agree. Being short staffed has been uh, a little weird, but that's okay. We we get it done. We make it happen, and uh, you know, like I said, we go ahead and close up that shop. And as always, we'll see you all at the top. Thanks for listening. 